And welcome back to another edition of podcast Quincy's City View with Mayor Tom Koch. I'm Mark Carey, the media director for The Boss, Mayor Koch. Good afternoon, Mayor. What a beautiful spring day it is. Gorgeous day. Just We just came out, uh, or came back in the building for a beautiful uh, walk in the downtown. Gorgeous out. Which we should mention again for folks to check out our uh, YouTube page. Uh, you can also follow us on social media where we'll see the mayor. We've come back to life again just as the as the flowers are about to bloom. We are coming back to do more video stuff for the folks to see what is happening throughout the city of Quincy from the opening of Sterling, which we'll get to in the next week or two, as well as uh, where that's at, the progress on these um, these places and these new things that are happening in the city of Quincy. And a lot going on. I, yeah, I think the sun got to my head a little bit. Sorry, I don't think I can formulate words as well as usually. Yeah, you are struggling a bit, but... That's all right. So uh, we just had a great time out there. We were on the construction site. My Our, our feet are, are full of dust and dirt to prove it. And, Mayor, why don't you talk a little bit about the old Hancock lot and the new, which is now that new 700 and something uh, car garage that will be open in September along with the, the foundation for the O'Connell building, which is really quite a feat. Indeed. This has been uh, in the planning stages for some time, approved by the council last year. Uh, so there was a land disposition agreement with the O'Connell Management Company. What is that, by the way? A land disposition agreement is an uh, an agreement between the party and the city to dispose of a piece of city land. So there were two pieces in the Hancock lot. One was to the LBC Boston Group. Uh, we call them the Mad Russians. Um, they're the developers of certain parcels in the downtown. Uh, I should say one of them's a Ukrainian. Yeah, so. they're from Ukraine. That's right. <laughs> one's Russian, one's Ukrainian. That's right, that's right. Um, so anyway, um, good people, and uh, so LBC is developing a building there that you can see right now. It's got a, um, it doesn't have all the skin on it yet. The skin is going up as we speak. It's a brick skin on the building. Um, that's several apartments with retail on the first floor. So that that required a disposition agreement with the city and and the private party there, and it was done uh, over a year ago with the city council. Uh, on the other corner, across from the Ryan Court, I mean the Bloody Courthouse on the Ryan Parkway is uh, the um, the lot for the Peter O'Connell building, which is going to be a luxury apartment building, 15 stories high. The biggest, um, right? And the widening of Cottage Ave. There's a pocket park on the corner of Cottage and, and Ryan Parkway. Um, and the LBC corner, there'll be a new driveway coming in off of Hancock to feed the garage. There'll be a pocket park there. So we're, we're trying to green up the space as best we can along the way as well. So a land disposition agreement, we refer to them as LDAs, is that contract between the city and the developer or that private party to make the uh, program work. So that's uh, it's going well. In fact, um, what's a little bit unique on this project is the Lee Kennedy, who was a uh, very well-known Boston area builder. Uh, they're headquartered in Quincy, actually, in Quincy Shore Drive. Good people, great company. Uh, they're building the O'Connell building and they're building the garage. The garage and the O'Connell building actually touch underground, and uh, so it made sense, and the legislature approved us to go through a process by which we could award the construction of the garage to the same contract of the building because, you know, when you talk about restricted areas, lay-down areas, storing materials, equipment, it just made no sense to have two different contractors on site, which would be a constant finger-pointing arguments all the time. You know, it just would have been counterproductive. So uh, Lee Kennedy's doing a nice job over there. Uh, if you haven't driven by uh, those folks that are local, I know some folks that may listen to us that aren't quite local. Uh, if you go down the uh, Revere Road to Hannon Parkway, you will see, I think there are four stories on the garage at this point. Uh, it's it's an interesting process. We walked it today, as you know, Mark. Nice building. It It, it is handsome. Uh, we spent a lot of time on the design of it. It'll have brick in it. Um, 
we want it to look more like a building than a garage, um, which uh, it's still a garage. You know, you only do so much, but I think it'll be a much higher end looking garage than what we've experienced here in Quincy in the past. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's very visible. Um, is a 600 ton crane on site that is lifting the pieces. Uh, it's like putting together a, a, an old uh, erector set. Um, the pieces were made in Vermont. It's amazing how fast it's going together. It's coming. Yeah, together. The, the work is really in the in the prefab when these things are cast and made on uh, you know at the site up in Vermont. And then they're trucked to the Quincy shipyard and the laydown area, and then they bring so many pieces a day from the shipyard to the site, and they directly go up from the truck to the crane uh, into position. So it's quite amazing. a system. It really is uh, interesting. Fascinating uh, to watch. Uh, they're doing a great job over there. So that was fun uh, walking the job site there today to see all the work going on. And you, you can, from the vantage point we had, you could see down below the work being done to pour additional concrete for the foundation. Uh, first wall, actually, for the O'Connell building, which is uh, it was going as we speak. So exciting stuff, good stuff for the downtown. Yeah, and aesthetically, that building, I got to, we did shoot a little bit of video of that. And we hope people do watch it on our Catch Our YouTube channel, City of Quincy. But the building is really pretty. I mean, that's that's important. I remember guys that were here before, the, the Streetworks folks, talking about the importance of, of, and they're into that kind of thing, and, and making a parking garage not look like a parking garage anymore. But it really is pretty around the sides of the building. The two sides are already up. Yeah, yep. it looks great. It, it's handsome. Uh, it'll be well lit. Um, it, it's, it'll meet all the um, you know technology of today. There'll be charging stations for, for electric cars. Uh, it'll, be, uh, it'll be outfit for today's standard. Uh, so you'll be able to use an app on your phone to... To charge the parking time, um, you know, it's it's, uh, it's come a long way. But you know, Quincy for those folks that are listening, we were one of the first cities in the United States to install parking meters way back when. Wow! Uh, you know, Shoppers Town USA days. We had all kinds of uh, surface parking areas that people used to park in, and uh, and they pay in the meter form back way back then. So wow, it's uh, it's interesting because the the square is very different from back in the forties and fifties and sixties, but. Uh, we're seeing a great resurgence, a great transformation of what was an old and tired downtown. So one of the things I just wanted to mention before we get off this subject was what it's going to look like. that We, we, had, we had bumped into Ed Morris from the Fours down there and talking a little bit about what it's going to look like on the other side where you can't get into the Fours now. Their, their location that they've been using while this construction period has been happening has been on Cottage Ave, which also let's talk a little bit about Cottage Ave and what it's going to look like on the other side of where you used to walk into the fort. Yeah, I'll do my best to describe that without visuals uh, for folks listening, obviously. Uh, Cottage Ave is going to be widened between uh, Chestnut and Ryan Parkway to the left into the garage. Uh, used to be an old entrance there that was a Jersey barrier there for a number of years. People <laughs> yeah. used to just park in there. Um, and uh, so this will be part of the new egress points to the garage. On the corner of Ryan Parkway and Cottage, there'll be a new little park, which uh, Mr. O'Connell's building is part of his uh, project building is uh, his new tower, uh, and that's going to be a pretty. Uh, we're going to do a number of those pocket parks throughout the downtown, so it'd be nice to have. Uh, Cottage Ave is being completely reconstructed. Um, a lot of work going on now: sewer, water, drainage, uh, and then of course the finished product: uh, a complete new road with reset curbing, new sidewalks, trees, lighting. I think that the folks uh, on Cottage who have been very patient, um, whether it's uh, Carry at 16C, uh, Shaking Crab, Tully's, Leo's. Uh, Kekes, the fours, you know, the as you talked about, they put an entrance on the Cottage Ave side. Which looks nice. Which looks really nice. And it makes sense, by the way, uh, during time going forward. Whether, you know, we had the garage issue or not, it makes sense for them to have that. I just think it's more of a natural entrance for a lot of people. So 
But at the end of the day, that space between the Fours building and the new garage is about maybe 15,000 square feet. It'll have pavers. It'll have trees. It's going to be a beautiful public space. So those folks that uh, want to go back to the Fours this fall, they're going to have a beautiful spot uh, with their outdoor dining to look at and enjoy. And lots of parking, September. So let's move. 712 cars. It's amazing. The old parking lot was a little over 400 vehicles. So we took a walk across the street after we walked in. Now, now I know we discussed this a little bit before about what Fox Rock is planning with that new medical building, uh, facilities building, also a brand new hotel, more parking, and the General's Bridge we discussed already. But right now it's sitting before the city council. So why don't we talk a little bit about that process? Because I think people might get confused again. When it comes to tug, when you're using words like LDA and sure, um, I appeared before the council. Uh, I think more than five weeks ago now, and presented to them a um, very, in very in general terms, kind of a thirty thousand foot view uh, of uh, the next phase of the downtown. And in that presentation, we physically presented a binder with three separate uh, documents in it. One was the a LDA, a land disposition agreement between the city of Quincy and our partner Fox Rock to dispose of a portion of city land in the Ross lot, which will then couple with the land that they purchased, the old Commonwealth building, the old Chevy site. That building will be knocked down, and on that site will be a brand-new medical office building, more than 200,000 square feet, with all kinds of neat medical uses for people in Quincy and beyond, uh, a hotel and a workforce housing apartments rental units on that parcel. So it'll be uh, really well activated. Um, you know that that site, as we look at it now, is is certainly not mm. handsome. There's some great users there and great retailers, sure. which uh, we're trying to assist in finding new locations. Um, but it's no secret that building was going to go away at some point. Um, so, so that's one the land disposition agreement. So that's before the city council, and they will be debating that. We had our team at a committee meeting last week, and the council's number of questions. We're working diligently to respond to all those questions. Um, it's a complicated deal. Um, it, it, uh, you know, we've been at it for months with attorneys and financial advisors and analysts. Um, uh, but it's a good deal for the city, and it's a good deal for Fox Rock. And any time you have a deal, if somebody walked away as the big winner and there's a loser, that's not a good deal. Right. So um, I think this is a win for both sides. It's going to bring more than 400 medical jobs to Quincy Center. It's going to provide medical services to the people of Quincy. Uh, it's going to add a hotel with a number of rooms, which uh, we love because it pays double in taxes. It pays a property tax, and there's a room tax. And then, of course, we've been hearing from a lot of folks that it's getting more expensive to live in Quincy, um, and that is true, and uh, I understand that, and that's got a lot to do with uh, because things are going fairly well in Quincy. The values are going up, so um, that's a good thing overall, but it, it's challenging for people to break into the marketplace. So this is going to provide a number of units what we call workforce housing. It's not subsidized housing, mm-hmm. but it's less than market rate for those folks that are working that be able to afford uh, a rent and, and be in a, in a nice facility in a beautiful downtown area. So the LDA piece is before them. There were two other documents in that binder referred to. Uh, the, one of the other documents was the urban redevelopment plan update uh, that's had three or four amendments since we initially had one approved. And that essentially, can, as the downtown work continues to evolve, that essentially lays out the roadmap going forward. It also identifies other private properties that we may or may not take by eminent domain as necessary for uh, the downtown to succeed. So that's the URDP. And then, of course, the third piece is the DIF, the District Improvement Financing Package, which is the $61 million 
that is before the city council, and and I don't say that lightly. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand that, uh, but it's a great tool we have with the diff uh, the diff financing district district improvement financing, which allows for us to pledge the new taxes or a portion of them out of the new businesses and the new growth in the downtown to pay off the diff the bond that we do. And we've got to build new roads. We've got to, all new utilities. We're designing a new garage. Uh, it's going to be some public uh, parks and pocket parks and public spaces as well. So that's the third piece, which they've already had one committee meeting on. Uh, Ian Kane ran as the finance chairman. So, you know, we have, we've got good dialogue going with the city council. I want to remind the public that the DIFF district um, is unique, and it's a great tool in Massachusetts, and we've been using it well so that, you know, um, Mrs. Jones from whatever street in Quincy mm. uh, is not paying for the downtown. I want to remind people of that. We are pledging new taxes that are coming from the new development, and the reason we're getting the new development is we're putting the public investment in. Right. So it's a combination. If we weren't doing this, we wouldn't receive the, the new revenues of the city. It allows us to use those revenues so it essentially pays for itself. And at the end of the day, there's still uh, a net gain to the general fund as well, so it's helping our general fund overall as well. Uh, with those new taxes. So great jobs, uh, great opportunity, new taxes, a new downtown, more places to work, to visit, to enjoy. Um, it's just a win-win. So, uh, And I'm not minimizing the role of the council. I mean, they have questions. Those questions ought to be answered. We owe them uh, at the minimum that, and we'll continue to work with them to answer those questions in the coming days and weeks, and hope sometime this spring we'll get uh, the LDA, the DIF, and the URDP approved. Uh, moving on, it is spring, and uh, it's beautiful weather out, uh, thank God. And uh, it's one, gorgeous. Of the, one of the great things that, that we have here in the city now is or our access and transportation. We have four T-stops all being worked on, so we don't want to get up. We'll talk about that another day. We are so close to Boston. Now we have, for our third season, for our third pilot season, although it's a little bit more extended this year, uh, is ferry service from Marina Bay, from Squantum Point Park. That's so, correct. We're working with the town of Winthrop. They get into the ferry service a couple of years ago and uh, reached out because they they weren't doing the numbers they needed to make it work. Uh, so mbferry.com, dot uh, com. You can go to that website to see their schedule. It's kind of it's a pilot program where, uh, we've done the last couple of years, um, and um, it's it's a great opportunity for people to try it out and enjoy it. Um, and some people using it for work, some for pleasure, uh, recreational purposes. But it's not a not a bad jaunt from. You know, Marina Bay to Boston, uh, it's pretty direct when you're out on the water. It's, uh, it's a great use. So we are trying to convince the state, and uh, and I'm sure we'll get into it at some point. Um, and they've agreed that Quincy is, is one of the sites uh, to develop as one of the major ferry points in around the Boston Harbor area. So long term, and I know Senator Keenan, Representative Ayers, and so many people have been working on this for a number of years, uh, that it makes some sense that, uh, to add this mode of transportation back to Quincy, we had it at one point out of the four of a shipyard that closed a number of years ago. So, And it didn't close because of lack of use. It closed because the, the wharf down there needed tremendous work, and the MBTA sold that land off. Um, and that's part of now the Cashman property at the shipyard. So it wasn't a case of it wasn't being used. So we, we believe that um, though the ferry pilot program is great for people to try out, it, it's really not the proof in the pudding until – you have a regular year-round program out there. People start to adjust and change their habits because we're all creatures of habit. <laughs> let's face it. That's right. You know, it's funny because it does pull into both Long Wharf and to Rose Wharf, um, the South End and to Long Wharf. So those two locations is where the ferry south goes. South End. Well, the, not the South End. The, uh, 
you know, you, you, you get by, there by water. I don't think, Mark. By uh, with the old Black Falcon terminal and all that. That's South Boston. Yeah, South Boston. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow, I'm losing my mind here. You could, well, you, know, you know, I'm not going to get away with it. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you can take it in there. You can also go up to Winthrop if you like. You know, so for wonderful people, and we love their sharing of their of their ferry with us here in Quincy. It's been a successful uh, pilot. And, Thanks to your person, Maureen Gary, who has been driving it uh, for yeah, years. Yeah, Maureen's a nice job of working with all the agencies involved. DCR is involved because it's their peer. Mm-hmm. Um, the MBTA has been involved and because they are funding some related help uh, as part of the mitigation of some of the work going on at the T-Station. So it's a combination effort. Um, and I think long-term it's going to be a good thing. Finally, it is uh, this week is, is Easter week. It's Passover week. And I know you have many thoughts on on both of those, as do I. Well, this, uh, it's, uh, spring is a beautiful time of the year. Um, and I should mention a couple of events before we talk about Easter, and, and that is on April 25th at 2 o'clock at the Clock Tower at Marina Bay. Uh, each year, a number of guys, including Larry Norton and Tommy Belinda, pull together a ceremony to honor those that were killed in Vietnam. There's 48 Quincy guys on the uh, names inscribed on that clock tower, which was built privately years ago. Actually, Peter O'Connell and his family built it in honor of the Vietnam vets. Um, so 2 o'clock on, on the 25th down at the at the Marina Bay uh, Clock Tower, we invite people to come. There's a, a brief ceremony, but an important ceremony. There's a uh, gentleman flying in. He's a Medal of Honor recipient, um, Vietnam vet, who will be the keynote speaker. His name escapes me off the top of my head. I should have written it down. Uh, but it'll be a nice program. We certainly invite people. And the Sunday, the 28th, um, each year at Caddy Park, um, Mark Connolly uh, and the group from the Caddy Post uh, put together a memorial ceremony for remem- remembering William Caddy, uh, but also uh, all of the Marines that uh, that have served and sacrificed over the years. William Caddy was a Montclair kid, North Quincy grad, uh, and threw himself on a grenade to protect the guys around him, gave his life uh, for that. Nin- I think he was 19 years old. Wow. Um, just a kid at the time. So it's important that we remember these people, remember these stories, um, free is not free, and we've seen tremendous response to the nation from this community time and time and time again. Um, so those are two important events that uh, hopefully people will turn out for. Also, we'll talk next week about Clean or Greener, because I know that's uh, really close. It's coming to up right? May 4th, yes. So yeah. we'll talk about that next week. Um, but finally, it is Easter week. It's Passover week. It is, and um, you know, certainly want to wish our um, Jewish brothers and sisters a happy Passover Um uh, you know, growing up watching, uh, usually it's on Easter night, the Ten Commandments, uh, uh, with the famous actor, Mark, who uh, was... Uh, Char- Charlton Heston. Oh, very good. So many great. You've been James a rough day. James Mason. <laughs> James Mason. <laughs> but really, it was, it was quite a thing. I mean, when you think of it today, how far we've come with technology, that would be pretty obsolete. But uh, <laughs> but, yeah, but it's but it's part of the Jewish heritage, uh, the Ten Commandments, the Exodus from Egypt, uh, the Passover is all part of that story in that film. So we... Certainly uh, recall that. It's an important date in the history of, of not only Jews but Catholics because our, our, all Christians, our roots are in, in the Jewish faith. Um, so we certainly wish them a, a happy Passover. And, of course, to our Christian brothers and sisters, this is the most solemn uh, day or week, I should say, the Holy Triduum, which is Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and uh, the Easter Vigil and Easter Sunday. It really sums everything up that we believe in as Christians and certainly uh, as a Catholic um, I've always enjoyed Holy Week. Uh, it means a lot to me, and I try to spend as much time in, in prayer as I can. Um, uh, it's a very important date and uh, a time of the year. You talk about spring and, and Easter. It's really all about new, new beginnings, right? So, um, you know, at the end of the day, Easter has people have their own 
I guess, uh, traditions and all, but the reality is, uh, you know, it's not about the Easter Bunny. It was really about um, Good Friday, and people ask why Good Friday? Uh, why is it called good when, you know, Christ suffered on the cross? It's called Good Friday because he conquered death and opened the gates of heaven, right? So uh, very important date, uh, Holy Thursday, us Catholics, that was the establishment of the priesthood and the Eucharist, which is uh, really the summit of our faith, really the Eucharist. And then, of course, Easter Sunday when uh, Christ rose, as he predicted he would, three days in the tomb, uh, and conquered uh, and, and, you know, created that opportunity for all of us to share in eternal life. Uh, we're all going to end up somewhere in eternal life. Um, we hope it's the right place, right? Exactly, <laughs> so, right. So to uh, all those <laughs> folks out there, however way you celebrate uh Easter, I uh, wish you a happy and a holy one, a blessed one, you and your families, um, and certainly enjoy this beautiful spring weather. And we think about all those folks in Notre Dame. That was that was a major, um, I know that that's not necessarily Quincy-centric, but what an amazing uh, uh, coming together of everyone, sort of building this back up again. And, uh, it is. It's it's become, um, you know, sadly, um, I'd suggest it's probably become uh, more of a icon to the French people as an architectural feature rather than a house of worship. I mean, they get 13 million tourists a year that visit that, which is incredible. Uh, and the cathedral has its roots going back to the 1200s, and it certainly has had damage over the years from various political events and revolutions and so forth. But it was pretty sad when you see those images, the videos that were going live right out at the time. Right. Um, but, you know, the firefighters did a great job, but there's been a lot of people that have stepped up to uh, assist in the rebuilding. They say it could take a decade or more. Yeah. Uh, to rebuild it as it should be, because uh, those things don't, aren't easy to do. And uh, so certainly uh, it was a sad thing to see, um, but the reality is um, we don't, you know, these buildings are built to the grandeur and to lead people, hopefully, to worshiping, uh, you know, the good Lord. So it's not always about the building, but uh, what's in the heart, right? So I agree. And on that note, uh, we want to mention, uh, folks, that we are, find us at your favorite podcast platform. Please spread the word about this podcast. Uh, we know a lot of people that have walked up to myself and to the mayor, of course, and, and said that they listen to it, and uh, they're getting all their info from the city from this or other other ways. So you can also find us on Facebook at at, at City of Quincy uh, with Twitter and YouTube and find our newest videos that will be coming weekly along with this podcast, uh, City View, which is on Podcast Quincy. Thank you, Mayor. Thanks, Mark. 